I hope you all enjoyed your extra hour of sleep. I was pleasantly surprised that nobody rang my doorbell at 8 o'clock to tell me that I was late for Mass. That has happened. When I hear that first reading from the book of Kings, and we get to the part where it talks about Elijah asking the woman for a glass of water and a bit of bread, I can only imagine the eye roll she gave him after she had already told him that she didn't have enough except for her and her son, and he insists that she still give him something to eat. Not having heard yet the promise of God that her jar of flour and her jar of oil would not run dry. It had to be exasperating for her. And yet she complies and the Lord's promise is fulfilled for her. It might seem like a small thing, but it is really a very large gift that God gives her. In our opening uh, preface to the penitential rite tonight, or today, we heard the, the words, and the Lord gives out of his generosity. And as we enter this season of thanksgiving and in preparation for the beginning of the new liturgical year, it's probably a good time for us to reflect on the ways that God has been generous to each and every one of us today and in the past and how we hope for his generosity in the future. In the gospel, we hear the great story of the widow's might, where this woman gives everything that she has, even though it's only a few cents. And she gives it because she cares about the upkeep of the temple. Even a few cents make a difference. And she gives because she wants to. She gives of her very substance, not just of her surplus. When I was reflecting on these readings earlier in the week, I remembered a time in the, when I was in my 20s, so it's ancient history, but I remembered a time when a friend who was the caretaker of Tintern Monastery after Father Stevens had gone on sabbatical, called and asked me on a cold, stormy winter's morning if I could break open a trail to the highway for him because he needed to take a retreatant back to Omaha to the airport and his car wouldn't navigate the drifts and the, and the snow that had accumulated overnight. And I remember audibly groaning while I was on the phone because, one, as most of you know, I don't like cold weather. Two, I knew that the gas tank on my 1985 Chevy was nearly empty and I was going to have to stop in town and put gas in it. And it got minus three miles to the gallon sitting still. And I also knew that the gas that I was going to put in 
was the last cash that I had until payday. And that it was another two weeks until I got paid. But I went anyway. And after I got there and I had opened up a a path so that John and the retreat and Bridget could get to the to the highway. John met me at the door and he got Bridget's had the car loaded up and ready to go and he said, Would you just walk through and make sure I got everything locked up and turned off that needs to be? So I did. I walked through and I made sure the doors were locked and the thermostats were turned down and the lights were turned off and all those fun things. And I noticed on the dining room table that there was an envelope with my name on it. I opened it up and there was a $100 bill. It got me enough gas to get home and kept me fed until payday. The providence and the generosity of God in action. God continues to work in each and every one of our lives, day in and day out. We just sometimes have to remember to open our eyes to see what he has done for us. And he invites us not to give of our surplus, but to give of our very substance in the proclamation of the kingdom. In the next few weeks, some of you will be receiving phone calls from myself, Father Sund, or Father Burkhalter, or possibly Deacon MJ, or somebody else on the staff, inviting you to join us in a small group during the season of Advent. And others will be receiving a call after the first of the year to join us in small groups during the season of Lent. Just simply an opportunity for us to pray together and to learn and to share our stories with each other. It's not a huge commitment, but it's an important one. Because until we get to know our own stories and the stories of those who are seated around us week in and week out, we can become hesitant to share our own kerygma, our own proclamation of the faith with our friends, our family, and our neighbors. It's a little, just a small way of giving a little of our substance for the good of all.